Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, I'm Ryan Mallory, and this is my Swing Trading the Stock Market podcast. I'm here to teach you how to trade in a complex, ever-changing world of finance. Learn what it means to trade profitably and consistently, managing risk, avoiding the pitfalls of trading, and most importantly, to let those winners run wild. You can succeed at the stock market, and I'm ready to show you how. Hey, everybody. This is Ryan Mallory with Swing Trading the Stock Market. This is the 100th episode, the 100th episode of the Swing Trading the Stock Market podcast, and I'm really excited about it. You know, I talked about this in previous episodes. I think it's kind of like a one of the first major milestones in the uh, life of a podcaster. That's not the only thing I do with my life. Obviously, I trade stocks, run a website, have a pretty popular YouTube channel, so all those things definitely go into play too. But I've put a lot of passion and a lot of work into building this podcast over the years, and it's been successful. I'm really liking it, and I just really want to thank you guys for spending the time with me each week to listen to this podcast. Now, originally I had a podcast I was going to put up there last week for the shortened holiday week, but I decided to go ahead and skip last week, which I don't usually do, but with it being a holiday and everything else. What's funny, though, is I actually had a podcast ready to go, and I decided to go against it. I was a little bit frustrated. I've been a little bit frustrated just in general with the stock market, not even so much the stock market, just what we've been doing in the economy with this artificial pumping of the stock market. And I I just really think it's perverted capitalism. A lot of people will say, oh, this is broken capitalism. It's not. It's really perverted capitalism because we're not allowing for normal business cycles to unfold, and we're basically perverting the entire process by allowing the Federal Reserve dictate the winners and losers of this market and create the conditions for a few companies, large, very large ones, to just grow unabated without challenge and to basically move beyond the confines of capitalism where the government is supporting companies like Amazon to just flourish to ridiculous levels in the stock market and a lot of stocks in general. And so the reason why I bring all that up is because today's episode is talking about feeling left behind. Not feeling left behind from a relationship standpoint. I'm not into that stuff. This is all about the stock market. So when I'm talking about feeling left behind, I'm talking about feeling left behind by the stock market because nobody foresaw what was about to take place on March 23rd when it bottomed out that the stock market would have one of these historic runs that just went beyond the, the realm of imagination, quite frankly. I mean, it just went to heights that nobody ever thought it could ever explore. You're looking at the NASDAQ and the kind of moves that it's made. And the crazy thing about these moves, it's doing it with less and less stocks. And the problem with that is, is that you have Amazon, Facebook, Apple, Microsoft, Netflix, and Google all basically dominating the entire stock market. In a sense, those six companies, and more specifically, the five companies that basically everything except Netflix, dominate the stock market. They dictate the terms of the stock market. If those five stocks are up, you can rest assured the stock market's probably going to be up. You can't really even get a sell-off unless those stocks are down and they sell off. 
So what you have is you have a monopoly on the stock market. Mar- market can't do anything without these stocks. I mean, they basically comprise a 30% of the S&P 500. So the S&P 500, based off its name, comprise of 500 companies, 500 largest companies in America. But here's the crazy thing. Five of the companies make up for almost 30% of the market cap of the S&P 500. Totally absurd. Those five companies represent over $5 trillion. I mean, how do you explain that? Amazon is on pace to be a $2 trillion company in the not-so-near future. So is Apple. And these things were trading less than a trillion dollars in valuation just a few months ago. So we talk about feeling left behind by this market because, for instance, I had a friend that came over last night and... uh, you know, he's just started getting into the stock market and he's he's learning the ropes and everything like that. And uh, I had the charts up in my office and he's like, holy cow, what chart is that? And I said, that's Amazon. He's like, that's Amazon? And I said, yeah. He's like, oh my gosh, why did I get rid of that stock? And I said, well, have you seen Tesla? <laughs> because I knew that he had been in Tesla, right? So maybe a little bit of trolling at this point. He's like, no, no, I bet you that's up a lot too. He's like, oh, it's up a lot. And he's like, $1,400. And I'm like, yeah, it's it's kind of getting up there, getting up there quite a bit. And so he's oh, and you can see he, he dragged his hand down the middle of his face. He's like, oh, man, why did I sell? Why did I just not buy and hold these things for eternity? So you get this feeling of like, man, I really screwed up. You feel left behind. You feel like everybody else stayed in the stock, but yourself. Everybody else got stayed in, and they're making their, their thousands, ten thousands, hundred thousands, maybe even millions. And so you start to feel left behind. You start taking account for what you've owned and what it's done and so forth. And again, you feel left behind. But what does that often do? It leads to you chasing stocks. And I've done a few episodes on this even recently too about not chasing stocks. So you take a stock like SQ Square, right? This thing was trading at what, 30 or $40 back in March. It's trading at like north of $130 at one point today. Now it's easy to look at that stock and say, man, I knew I should have bought that thing at 30. I knew I should have bought it at 40. I knew I should have bought it at 50. And now it's sitting at 130. And you're like, what did I do wrong? I'll never get that chance again. And so you start to feel like I need to make up for it. And so there's a lot of things that you can do to really mess up yourself by trying to make up for what you feel like was lost gains because you feel left out. And in the case of SQ, you're saying to yourself, it's just probably just going to keep going up. It's going to keep going higher and higher and higher. And I'm going to miss out of it. I might as well just get into it right now. So what do you do? You go into it at $130. And it just sinks. It just goes straight down. Now, it hasn't done that yet. I pulled back a little bit, but um, off of the highs, at least, today. But at some point, it's going to pull back substantially. And then you're going to be long. You're going to be probably too big of a position. And you're going to lose a lot of money on it. And then you're getting a double whammy. All because you feel like you have to make up for it. And in trying to make up for it, you also start to take on bigger position sizes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why do you do that? It's because you're wanting to get a bigger dollar return, but you shouldn't even be paying attention to the dollars of the trade. That kind of stuff should be settled way, way in advance when you're building your trading strategy. How much money am I going to put on per trade? When you start building your position sizes because you want to make more money at a faster rate, then you're also taking on just as much in terms of risk. So you take on these bigger position sizes, you end up losing more because you're more emotionally tied, not only to the bigger position size, but over the fact that I'm missing out. Stocks went up without me. 
I'm missing out on SQ when I knew I should have been buying at 30. Now it's at 130. The other thing that I know some people do, and I because I get these emails about this too, people are like, oh, I just think the stock market's going to go forever. Don't fight the Fed. Stonks only go up. They drop all these cliches. And then what did they do? They buy into UPRO. They buy into a three-to-one ETF or go into TQQQ. And look, if, you, if you'd been doing that over the past few months, you're up a ton. The problem is, is those things eventually come back to really bite you in the butt. Because when there is a pullback, those things are going to get just slaughtered. So you have this leverage factor that people will start getting into things that have a much higher beta against the S&P 500. If you're getting into ultras, you know, you're doing two or three to one, depending on the type of ultra you're trading. So you get into like UPRO or TQQQ, you're hoping to get three to one to try to make up for those gains. But you really shouldn't be trying to make up for lost opportunities. You see, the market operates continuously. Five days from now, it'll be open. Ten days from now, still be open. A year from now, it'll be open. Ten years from now, it'll still be open. We get hung up on, man, Dow went up 300 points, which you shouldn't be using the Dow to decide that. If you're a little more sophisticated, you'll probably be saying, hey, man, did you see the S&P 500 today? It went up 50 points, and I just, man, I just really missed out on that move. You start to think about bigger positions or using leverage to try to make up for it. That's not your goal in the S&P 500 or trading in general. It's not your goal to just try to keep up with these indices because every day is a new day, a new challenge, and a new opportunity to profit from the stock market. So there's going to be some times where the market goes up and you go down and the market goes down and you go up. And that's okay. That's part of it. But you're just looking at it from an everyday standpoint of managing the risk, not trying to say, okay, I got to keep up with the S&P 500. Because you take a year like last year where it was up 39%, or you take a year like this year where it's like up basically, I don't know, like 20%, the NASDAQ 100 at least, and you're trying to keep up with that when you just had one of the biggest sell-offs as well back in Q1. Yeah, that that can really mess you up in trying to keep up with the Joneses there because eventually you're going to probably get taken out of a position and it's going to come at a steep loss because your emotions are running deep they're high strung over the fact that you feel like that you've been underperforming the market when you should really be just looking at the stock market each and every day as another day in a continuous, never-ending journey. So who cares what it does yesterday or what it does today? Did you trade your plan and plan your trade? Did you look at what the stock market was doing and decide how to manage the risk going forward, whether that was a long position or a short position? If you're doing that, you're going to be okay. But you can't get hung up on, man, bit market's gone up 50 points over the last couple of sessions. It's gone up over 200 points over the last month. I'm really feeling left behind. I need to get... No, that's not what you're trying to do. You're a manager of risk. You're not a keeper upper with the stock market, okay? That's not what you're out to do. So focus on the day. You know, we get we get caught up a lot of times with hindsight. Hindsight, everything makes sense, right? You should have done this. You should have done that. You should have went super long, UPRO, TQQ, out of the money call options on March 23rd. And you know what? You should have. I should have too. But that's in hindsight. Hindsight, everything, it's like having the the trader's almanac, like in the back to future style, where you have the one from 20 years into the future and you're trading off of that. Yeah, it's pretty easy to do that. But you can't make money off of hindsight. You can only just say how you should have been right or how you could have been right. Hindsight, everything makes sense. We start to piece together the narrative of the stock market and why did it go up and how did it go up and why did it go up for as long as it did. That's what hindsight provides you. But hindsight also derails your future because you're going to base your future decisions off of what the hindsight says you should have done. And so just because of what you should have done in the past is not going to necessarily translate on what you should do in the future. In fact, when you start looking at hindsight, saying, man, I should have bought long, you start to think, okay, I'm just going to go in and get it long now. And then all of a sudden, the future changes from what the past have been doing, and all of a sudden you're going back down and you're losing money again. So hindsight, 
makes sense when you can look back on it on a market situation, but it doesn't apply to the future. And so that's why I say the market is a continuous journey. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to learn a lot along the way. But in the end, it's not about what you did against the bears or what you did as a bear against the bulls. You just need to focus on the day, making good trades, managing the risk. If you guys have any questions, love to hear from you. Ryan at SharePointer.com. Make sure you're following me on all the different uh, social media pages that I got. It always helps me out. Instagram, Twitter, Stock Twits, my YouTube channel. It's all at SharePointer. So again, if you have any questions, let me know. Thank you and God bless. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Swing Trading the Stock Market. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the SharePointer Trading Block, where I navigate the stock market each day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you will get a seven-day trial and access to my trading room, including alerts via text, email, and WhatsApp. So go ahead, sign up by going to SharePointer.com slash trading block. That's www.SharePointer.com slash trading block. And follow me on SharePlanner's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where I provide unique market and trading information every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at brian at All the best to you, and I look forward to trading with you soon.